to a serious one. Yeah. Yeah. So joining you live from the World Championship 2023 in Barcelona, the Living Legend Podcast. Greetings. I am Victor Goldmain, and you're going to hear as and Kel speak about me at length on today's podcast. Unfortunately, Bill is not here today because he's too busy cruising. I bet that cost him a lot of gold. Anyway, speaking of gold, the Banished Zone are going to be hosting a Heavy Hitters pre-release event on the 27th of January. And you can buy tickets now on the brand spanking new website. I bet that cost him a lot of gold. But let's get back to the podcast. Well, I'm just going to start then. How's it going, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of the Living Legends Podcast, your weekly source of uh, flesh and blood talkery. Uh, I can mess that up, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to roll with it. Um, I messed up last week. It's absolutely fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, how's it going, everyone? And welcome back to another episode. We're just going to be talking about some flesh and blood news and a bunch of other random stuff in today's episode. Uh, my name is Kel, as always, and I am joined my by my co-host Az from Go Again Gaming. How's it going, my dude? Yeah, not bad, not bad at all. Uh, this is a little bit um, haphazard because, as you can see in front of us, uh, Bill is not here today. Uh, Bill is on a cruise, I believe. I'm not sure where he's cruising around, but he's definitely doing some stuff. Um, so he's not here today. Um, God bless him. But hope, I hope you're having a great time wherever you do whatever you're doing, Bill. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you do it all over again very very soon. But yeah, today is going to be um, just a bit of spitballing, really. Uh, we obviously have the new Guardian Heroes board, so we're going to delve a little bit into that. Um, but um, yeah, just going to be a loose one. But um, hope everyone's doing well. And thanks for the Banish Zone for sponsoring this episode. Um, they they are doing a pre-release on September September January. 27th um <laughs> maybe it's september too i don't know yeah maybe there's another one uh but um but yeah so uh, they're going to be doing that and tickets can be purchased online through their website as well so make sure you go and check that out they've done a revamp on the website which looks really really nice um so thanks banish zone for for sponsoring this episode you would have seen a, a stupid advert at the beginning of this video already but i just wanted to shout them out um but yeah i'm doing well um haven't really been doing much this week but um what about you how are you doing I'm doing pretty good. Um, in terms of like our week in flesh and blood, I haven't really done much this week. Um, <laughs> I have my spoiler video that I am I'm working on, but that's not for another, at the time of this recording, not for another eight days. Um, my video, yeah, my video should come out on the 8th. I've been really involved with a lot of other card game stuff recently. Uh, so just, I don't know, it just kind of like bide my time until that, until that happens um yeah and yeah that that's that's about it for 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 me for flesh and blood this week other than like content type type stuff um it's been it's just been kind of slow um other than like you know spoilers and the hero that we're going to talk about today um yeah, yeah. and i guess like well, elsewhere in flesh and blood there is i don't know if bill's on this by the way but there is like the flesh and blood cruise by min max that that's going on this weekend I've seen some people oh, post about it yeah. on socials. I don't think Bill's there though. I think he's on like a different cruise. But yeah, that's right. um I think it's just like a coincidence. But 
Of it, course, yeah, it's funny. It's funny that you say that because yeah, Bill is on a cruise, but he's definitely not on the Flesh and Blood one, which is the I think it's the Realm Games. Realm, actually. Realm. Okay, um, sure. Because Fleek was there with um, with Derek, uh, I believe, um, or Charmer. I think his his sort of Twitter Twitter tag is. But yeah, I saw Flake post a, post some stuff. Um, but yeah, that's 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 hilarious. I'd love to do that. I know I've seen, I watch a lot of um, board game content from the Dice Tower, which are based in I think they used to be Miami, but they do um, like Dice Tower cruises. So it's like it's like a, an entity that organizes an event on a boat where you just go and play games or go and play board games. And I imagine this is pretty much the same thing where you just go and play fab on a boat and stopping off at luxurious locations. Sounds like a whale of a time. <laughs> um. Sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> Not what I would do if I was hosting a, a tournament, but uh, you know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, well, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's. I'm not sure if it's a tournament. I think it's just a. I think it's like a. I think it's basically like a holiday, but you get on a boat and just you cruise around. But there's loads of fab people there. Oh know. no, there, there definitely is like some some tournaments going on for that. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what 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 level of tournament. Because there also <laughs> there also was a another tournament uh, that uh, Michael Hamilton ended up winning over the weekend as oh, well. Oh, right. Yeah, and right. I don't remember once again. I don't remember that one is either because I didn't. I I didn't. I don't even know if they did coverage for that one. I don't think they did. Was it a Was it a battle hardened? Yeah, uh, battle hardened Cincinnati. It was. Um, and I think there was. I think there was a guy called uh, Sin. FTCG or something like that. I think that was sort of doing a bit of streaming on his on his phone, like walking around and stuff. Uh, it wasn't like a produced stream; it was just on a on a on a mobile device. Um, but um, yeah, as you say, Michael Hamilton did win that one. Uh, there was a lot of Bravo there as well. There's three Bravos in in the top eight. Katsu. Um, I can't remember what else was there now. But well, uh, yeah. Bolton was there because the finals were was Roger. And Michael Hamilton from the MNR podcast. So both of them oh, wow. um, were against each other in the finals, and Roger was playing Bolton. So Michael ended up winning it with Bravo, but Bolton got to the finals. So I don't yeah. know. Maybe Bolton doesn't doesn't completely suck. <laughs> maybe maybe Bolton's actually not that bad. So um, yeah, yeah. We saw we saw obviously Yuki adopted Bolton as well. Uh, I can't remember what tournament that was. World? No, it wasn't World, was it? No. No, she was playing Icelander at Worlds. I can't. There was there was some. I think it was tournament recently where Yuki adopted Bolting because she played against Brody playing Azalea. Um, but yeah, Bolting's pretty good. Obviously, the pilot is obviously a big part of it. Um, but yeah, well, it seems like Bolting's pretty good now. <laughs> it turns out when you print a legendary card designed specifically for Bolton in every single set for the last like four sets, then eventually he's gonna get good. Like I swear they print a Bolton card, a Bolton legendary in the expansion slot every set. They're like, "Come on, we uh, he'll get he'll get better eventually. Here's a new hat. Uh come on, here here's a new chess piece. Here's a here's a new thing." I mean, ever since um oh, what was this? What was the supplemental set? In Dynasty, right? He had the legendary card in Dynasty, and then he got the legendary hat, and then he got um there's a legendary chess piece oh, in there. Right. You got a new specialization, um, a yeah. bunch of cards from Dust Hold On. So, you know, when I keep printing cards for the design specifically for that hero, eventually he's going to get good. I have a feeling that uh, Viserai is on the 
next on the block to be incredibly strong because they keep printing viscerite cards i swear like the same same deal it feels like every expansion slot here's a new viscerite specialization here's a yeah. some new new version of a sonata thing it's like they just keep printing viscerite crap um i have a feeling i actually have a feeling this is a, i'm going to talk about this in a video separately but i actually have a feeling mm. that uh viscerite Okay, let me put it this way. Let me, let me, let me order the thoughts pro appropriately. So my prediction for sets this year is I think we're going to have uh, a Mysterious set called uh, Transcendence. And then I think that uh, we're also going to have an All Arcane set. And I think Viscera is going to be in the All Arcane set. Um, that, really? that That is my prediction, yeah. Um, oh. So he, he, he won't, it won't be... Has, it won't be literally all arcane. So I think Viscerae will do a little bit of physical damage too. But I think every class in the set will be like arcane damage class. So I think it'll be like Runeblade, Wizard, and then maybe something new. Maybe another Wizard. Maybe it's like two Runeblades, two two Wizards. I don't know. But uh, I think it'll Not be a draft. Cool. I think it'll be a draftable set. And I think um, Viscerae will be there. And I think they're I think they're building up to that. They they like to like give you hints and stuff, and they just keep drop in viscerai stuff and i really think he's on the he's up he's up next um and they keep saying they're yeah, like oh we want to we want to breathe new life into old heroes um and yeah i think he's up he's up next we had uh they're just kind of like running the gambit too like outsiders bam azalea support and then also technically katsu support as well but um, so we had we outsiders. Yeah. Then we had Dust Hold On with all of the Monarch Hero support, and then we had literally Dash support the set, and then now we have Brute support in heavy hitters. New yeah. like uh, you know cards for Reinar. I think Viscerai's up. He's he's up. He's up next. Viscerai and Wizards they're up next. So um, th yeah, that's I think so. that's my my prediction. I have I have some other. Tinfoil hat reasons why, but uh, we'll talk about that when I'm when I make the when I make the video. But uh, yeah, yeah, will definitely make sense. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and I. It you know like, what? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, with, with the looks of what Viserai is doing on his art, you know, it seems to be less Rune Blade, more like ethereal wizard dimension hopping situation. <laughs> yeah, in the lore, I, I think he's just in. Arathiel, I don't know what he's doing there, but he's just kind of like there with some dudes. Um, yeah, that's right. And I do, do want to say that um, my predictions, at least last year, have been very, very close. Almost every single one of them has come true and is correct. So I totally called that we were going to have a set based in the deathmatch arena. I said it was going to be more of like a battle royale kind of thing, but... Still, I was like, we're going to have a set in the Deathmatch Arena. Bam, set in the Deathmatch Arena. And then once we had Heavy Hitters announced, I also called all three, and this can maybe segue to Victor Goldmain, I called all three of the regions represented in it based on where I thought the Deathmatch Arena was located. And I remember in a video, I don't know if it was in a podcast or if it was just in a separate video, but I pulled up a map and I was like, this is where I think the Deathmatch Arena is. And the three regions I called were Savage Lands, Volcor, and Solana. And we have heroes literally from those exact regions uh, in the set. Plus two heroes that are kind of like, I think, unique to the Deathmatch Arena. I think they're just kind of like arena regulars. 
but we have yeah. uh, Victor Goldmane from Solana, and then we have the two Brutes from the Savage Lands, and then we have uh, Kasai from Volcor. And I predicted this because I thought that if you look at the Flesh and Blood map, there's a little circle thing kind of in this no man's land between those three regions. And I was like, I think yeah. this is where the arena is located. And if that's true, then it makes sense to me that you have a representative from each of the adjacent areas. So yeah, I was totally, totally correct on that. And like I said on my, my Twitter post about it, I was like, uh, lore fight me, bro. So, someone you want to <laughs> lore, lore fight me. <laughs> um, yeah. I think I remember. I think it was on a podcast because I think you got the map up and then zoomed in to the yeah. to the area where we thought it was going to be. So and it made sense to have everything that surrounds it come into fight, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's looking really, really good. And yeah, good segue to uh, Victor. Uh, but before we before we go into that, I just want to mention um, some awesome artist proofs that were flying around on Twitter recently. So I've, I finally got my um, my uh, artist proof from Vito Vito Zoma. Which was like a, a Christmas card that he did, which which has like Azalea on it, and it said "Dominate Me" on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I finally got that. It was in four pieces. So when you put the four pieces together, it then makes a, a nice artist proof. And then uh, and then Izuardi came out with a, a triple uh, Death Dealer, Azalea, and Crow's Nest sort of panoramic artist proof yeah. as well. Looked epic. What's really cool um, about uh, Izuardi's is it's not technically an artist proof. It's those blank cards that LSS gives yeah. to people and the cards can be used as the the parts of the art. So I think so he's got like Death Dealer, Azalea and then Crow's Nest, but when you put them all together it makes like this cool panoramic scene that looks really really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Epic. So just want to shout out some of the sick art that's been circulating on Twitter this week so I just thought it would be uh worth shouting out. Um and um and yeah, uh, so Victor Goldmain takes away with, with that guy. <laughs> yeah, let me pull him up real quick. Um, before we get into this as well, uh, last podcast, we did sort of throw our hats in the ring as to what the new guard, what the new Guardian was going to be. And uh, my theory had been for a while that it was going to be the, the guy on the art of the, um, of the OP Premier Play thing. And it was, so luckily I, I managed to get that correct. But the art is actually from a different card, which we'll get into in a moment. Uh, but it is Victor Goldmain, who actually um, a lot of people are saying that um, obviously Victor Goldmain was actually quoted on a card called That All You Got. Um, so if you look at That All You Got, there's a card with a character on there that's picking up another character by his face um, and he's like holding a shield. Um, so I don't think that that character necessarily in the art of That All You Got is Victor Goldmain. It could be somebody else, but it looks a bit different. Um, so, uh, so yeah, yeah, a lot of people were. I think it could be Victor Goldman, just kind of like an early version of him, you know, like a yeah. early iteration of him, until they finalized his design. Um, yeah. Speaking of his design, so. um, artist Billy Christian did both the art for Victor Goldman uh, and well, both versions, his young version here as well as the the high and mighty, and uh, he did a really good job because I think. Uh, I think his uh, personality is apparent. He's like a, he's like a, pomp, <laughs> he's like a pompous douche, and I think uh, it really comes, a, really comes across in the art. Victor Goldmain, high and mighty. Um, so yeah, well, let's talk about him. Um, first of all, he he likes lions. He likes golden lions. I can't help but feel that this is he's inspired a lot by 
uh, Game of Thrones and uh, Jamie Lannister in particular. Uh, yeah, because he kind of looks like a you know Jamie Lannister vibes, and he's got this golden armor with these like lion, like red and gold lion banners. Um, uh, someone, he, someone was, uh, someone was posting in, in my um, in my Discord that they're going to be using a Game of Thrones LCG Jamie Lannister mat play yeah. mat because it because it looks very similar. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 That, that is not surprising to me. Um, yeah. For you audio only listeners, I'll, I'll read out what he does. So. This is Victor Goldmane, High and Mighty, which is the uh, adult version. The young version is just Victor Goldmane. And as with every single heavy hitter's hero, they have the regular stat line for intellect and then 20 health for the young and 40 health for the adult version. Um, He is just a guardian hero, so none none of the heroes have talents. And it says, uh, the first time you create a gold token from an effect you control, draw a card. Or the first time each turn, uh, which is important. So you can only do this once per turn. But it's still pretty cool. So whenever you create a gold on your turn for the first time, uh, you get to draw a card, which is great. Drawing cards in Flesh and Blood is, like, insanely good. Uh, It's really good in card games in general, but in Flesh and Blood, it's even better. And then he has a second ability that says, the first time each turn you would fail to win a clash. Instead, you may destroy a gold you control. If you do, put one of the revealed cards on the bottom of its owner's deck, then clash again. Uh, so he cares about two things. He cares about gold and he cares about clashing, basically. Um, yeah. He's he's pretty interesting. Um, and we'll, we'll compare him a little bit to uh, Betsy in a little bit. But um, that was redundant. Yeah. But but yeah, I, I think I think he's interesting in that on paper, a lot of people look at him and they're like, oh, he looks super powerful because he has the words like draw a card on him whenever you create a gold token. And he's got like this way to like Sherpa clashes. We've only seen like two clashes at this point and they're not great. So we'll have to, well, actually technically three, his weapon or a weapon clashes. Um, I shouldn't say his weapon because the weapon is not a token rarity. Um, We'll talk about that in in a moment. But uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Victor Goldmane? Yeah, I mean, at the moment it's hard to to make a judgment because we don't have the whole set. Uh, but obviously, a draw a card effect on a hero, as you say, is quite strong. We know how inherently powerful that is because a card replacing itself in flesh and blood, or an effect replacing itself in flesh and blood, can get you quite a lot of lot of stuff. Um, but we haven't seen, to my to my knowledge, we haven't seen many cards across the history of flesh and blood that allow you to create a gold token from an effect. Um, the thing I was think the thing I was thinking of was. How would how would this work with Crown of Dominion? Because you equip Crown of Dominion, and then do you do you then draw a card with Victor's ability mm. before the game even starts? What happens? Well, it there? says the <laughs> first time each turn you create a gold token. Um. So when do you? Equip is it even your? So is yeah? Is it even your turn? I thought you equip like pre-game. I'm not ent- entirely sure. This is a question for judges. Judge, judge, yeah, judge. Let us know. Um. But um, yeah, I mean, apart from that, do we have like many effects in the game, like that you can remember that allow you to create gold? I mean, we oh, could it, just it's quickly, it's quickly all it. it's all in uh, uh, heavy hitters. There's like almost no cards that do gold. There's a couple. There's like the ones from Everfest. Like, um, oh no, those those usually do silver though. So true. I take it back. Yeah. I take it back. Uh, yeah, I think they're mostly just from heavy hitters. And so once again, like a lot of the other ones, yeah, he is going to probably rely heavily, pun intended, on cards from heavy hitters. 
Um, so, for example, we talked about this before. Let me pull it up. It says Wage Gold. This is the universal card that has the mechanic that says, well, it's in any zone. This is the same class as your hero. It's a three drop, seven attack for the red, two block. And it says when this attack hits a hero, you may wager a gold with them. Mm -hmm. um, and then we also have uh, the uh, yellow, which is a three for six, and the blue, which is a three for five. Uh, we also have uh, put your money where your mouth is, or just money where your mouth is, which also lets you wager to create a gold, um, yeah. as well as test of strength, which uh, is a clash, which is, this is probably what, a key card for Victor Goldmane. It's a clash card that um, the winner creates a gold token. It's a zero, well, it's a, it's a block card, so it doesn't cost anything. It's just a four block card, and when you defend with it, uh, you clash with the attacking hero. And the winner creates a gold token. And just to go over what Clash is real quick, uh, it says, Clashing heroes reveal the top card of their deck. The hero that reveals the card with the greatest attack wins. Uh, so uh, in in Constructed, that'll be interesting. It, well, in Constructed, it'll be very meta-dependent and very very class-dependent on who you're playing against, whether or not uh, that Clash is going to be easy. But in Heavy Hitters Limited, which is where, I, where I'm drawing a lot of uh, evaluations yeah. from, is it'll be much more interesting because all of the classes are going to be, well, you know, hitting heavy. Because, yeah. Um, but, you know, in, in Constructed, if you're playing against, like, a ninja or something, there's probably a good chance. Unless you whiff entirely and don't have, and you have zero attack. Like, if you test of strength and you, re you reveal, like, an, a defense reaction, well, tough luck. Um, tough luck. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, there, there's some ways to create gold in the set. Uh, there's even a, a way to create guaranteed gold, but it doesn't have go again. So there's the the starting stake, which is the zero cost. If you control no gold tokens, create a gold token. Blocks for three, pitches for two. But that's all it does. It's an action, not an instant. So uh, it doesn't have go again. So you would draw a card, create a gold, but uh, you wouldn't have go again or anything. Um, As but... and I were talking beforehand of, I think one of the, the bottlenecks for for Victor Goldmane is that he doesn't have a way to give anything go again. And guardians traditionally don't really have ways to go again. So making use of that gold token and, or that drawing card is, could be a little bit difficult. Right. So, uh, other than just arsenaling it. Right. So like, say you attack with the, uh, with the wage gold, right. And, um, you win, you win the wager, you create a gold, you draw your card, well, Wage Gold doesn't have go again, so you just arsenal your card, um, which is not bad. Yeah. Or you could use stuff like uh, Lead the Charge here, which um, let me let me shrinky dink this card down to size so people can see it properly. Um, so yeah, Lead the Charge is um, an interesting one. Actually, you know what? I think the blue one is better for for this case. So Lead the Charge. This is the blue card. It's a blue version. It's a common card from Arcane Rising. Zero cost, generic action, two block with Gogan. It says the next time you play an action card with cost two or greater this turn, gain an action point. So uh, yeah. that, that only cares about action cards. The red one, as you saw that I pulled up quickly, uh, is just any card. The next time you play an action card with cost zero or greater, you get an action point. Uh, so I mean, this could be a way to give Gogan to Victor Goldman stuff. But then again, you'll have to be playing a lot of two blocks because lead the charge is a two block, wage gold is a two block, um, and you're playing a guardian there. So 
if you're going to try to do the fatigue strategy that I think a lot of people want to, um, those cards are, there's a lot of two blocks. I'm just put it that way. Um, yeah. which is probably not good if you're trying to fatigue your opponent. Um, yeah, I, was just, I, I don't know. I think um, this bit, this Victor wants to be clashing a lot, right? So obviously, you know, the the, fir the first ability is whenever you create a gold, that's fine. Draw a card. Um, you know that 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 works with a lot of the wagers and you know a lot of the stuff that's going to be inherently in this set that we haven't seen yet with uh, wagering gold and maybe other cards that he can access. Um, but the clash thing is interesting. So the first time each turn, you'd fail to win a clash. Now, if you're playing a Guardian, normally you would hopefully win a lot of clashes because your power is going to be quite high. Um, but in Limited, it might not be the same because a lot of people are going to be having high power attacks. So again, it could be one of those that preys upon certain metas or certain situations. And we said this last time, like these, this sort of design space, which is very limited to sets and sets only, could actually come out of nowhere in certain situations where you know not, not many people are clashing, for instance. And you might be able to do a lot, a lot, get a lot of value out of clashes, but we don't know what that, where that really leads at the moment because we haven't seen too many clash cards. Yeah, we've only um, seen like literally three, like I said. Yeah. But also, like, keep in mind that the second effect doesn't do anything unless you also have a gold. So you still need to make gold to even do anything. Uh, yeah, cause... and then and then and then clash itself doesn't do anything. Um, on it on its own, it needs to have a obviously an effect attached to it. it when you clash, the the the, the yeah. actual clashing is just a reveal mini game. You know, yep. If 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 you if you win the clash, the card has to tell you what you get out of it. It doesn't do anything on its own. It needs an extra thing stapled to it. So to build a whole deck around clash matters, um. You're gonna have you're gonna have gold lying around, hopefully from the deck that you build to then clash again to try and win it. But why do you want to win a clash? Is there gonna be something else? Maybe a piece of armor, some sort of starts in play, stays in play, which is on the side, which does stuff every time you clash, because a, a deck that cares about clashing and clashing only, I don't know where the value is gonna be unless it's on your on your equipment somewhere, perhaps. Um, um so we'll see i mean there, there's the inherent value of whatever the clash does so like yeah like i, I pointed yeah, out I there's like test of strength which i think i said like i said i think it's going to be like your staple for uh for victor because it's a clash card and the winner creates a gold token uh so it does everything he wants it clashes and it also creates a gold token so you can fuel his second ability to to win draw. clashes and then also draw cards um to build victor you're going to have to build... He's, he wants you to do two things, right? He wants you to make gold, and then he wants you to use that gold to win clashes. So you need both cards that make gold, and then also clash cards. Um, you do have yeah. built-in clash cards, and we'll talk about... Uh, we'll, I'll bring this up now. It's uh, a new Guardian weapon called the Miller's Grindstone. I would like to note first that this card is not a token weapon this is a rare weapon you draft this card you don't just automatically get it so uh you gotta you gotta know that he's gonna have another weapon that is a token token weapon as well yeah um so the miller's grindstone is a four attack one-handed guardian hammer uh it costs three to attack with and then it says when this hits a hero clash with them if you win destroy the top card of their deck if they win, put a minus one attack counter on this card. Um, 
So I mean, this is a this is a way to inherently clash. If you have those gold tokens, you can get that get that kind of re-roll effect from from Victor Goldmain um, to to do the clash again, so you don't get a minus one counter on your Miller's Grindstone. And this is one of the reasons why I think a lot of folks were like, "Oh, we want to uh, build uh, Victor in a more like um, you know fatigue control style deck." But like I mentioned before. A lot of the cards that facilitate this, at least currently, are two block cards. So it's it's kind of it's kind of rough unless you just don't want to go with that effect. Unless you just want to just want to go with the Miller's Grindstone and then build out your fatigue deck normally, because once again, a lot of the cards that create gold and clash aren't uh, aren't very high block. Wage Gold is a two block. Money Where Your Mouth Is is a two block. You do have that Test of Strength, which is just the just the block card, but it's a terrible card to clash with. Test of Strength is 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 a zero zero attack card, so it, it's it's a card that initiates clash, but if you reveal it from a clash, you automatically lose. Yeah. Anti synergistic, um, isn't it? It's not really synergizing with the rest of your deck. It's good when the effect goes off, but if you then clash and then you reveal this, it's just just undoes what you're trying to do. So I guess it's not as well at the same time. Yeah, um, and then we have. Victor's specialization, which kind of does does all the, all the stuff that you want to do, um, it's a four drop yellow pitch three block seven attack, guardian attack action. Victor specialization, as an additional cost to play this, you may destroy a gold you control. If you do this, gets plus three and overpower. Uh, I've mentioned this before, but it really feels like they're trying to to go away from dominate, and instead use overpower. And that's uh, exact exactly what this feels here. This feels kind of like a, you know, when you compare a lot of bravo stuff he's just got dominate on everything feels a little bit a little bit uh, not as strong uh, and then also it has a secondary effect that doesn't care about it attacking at all this says when you win a clash revealing this create a gold token so whenever you reveal this card and win the clash um from a clash you get to create a gold token which is kind of cool because yeah. then, then that'll trigger victor's effect and then draw you the card and if you won the clash, then the golden sun goes back on top of your deck, and you, then you would draw the golden sun, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And then also you have that gold token, so you can actually use it as uh, its its uh, ability to destroy the gold token to give it plus three and overpower, making it into a ten attack overpower. Um, so I mean, like, yeah, it, it seems pretty good. It seems pretty cool. Um, like, once again, I'm just gonna compare it to like old Bravo stuff. Um, Man, you gotta you gotta jump through a lot of hoops to make your attacks big and threatening. Um, whereas like Bravo just is like herp derp crippling crush. I just I just do it. I don't even <laughs> yeah. I don't even need to jump through hoops. I don't need a gold token. I just like activate hero ability, crippling crush, pitch a bunch of blues. There you go. Um, yeah. But uh, this seems to be where the design is heading for flesh and blood in general. So. Uh, I don't think it's a bad thing. I just think it's uh, interesting to compare. And I think Bravo is a really good um, comparison because, like we said, he just won that battle hardened. Um, so yeah. he's not he's not irrelevant. He's very, very much in the competitive scene right now. Yep, yeah, and he has a lot of destructive effects that are unique to him also with like Starstruck and Crippling Crush, which obviously Victor will not have because they're not they're not Victor playable because they're Bravo specializations. So yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. But this, uh, yeah, th this deck at least could start caring about yellows 
because obviously this is a yellow. If you think about it, this is, as long as you're set up, it's a four cost, 10 attack with evasion. Um, so it's, it's pretty good because you're likely to have the gold there. When you play this, it's maybe, you know, a one card, a one card 10 because you're using a tunic and a blue to pay for it. You know, absolute best case scenario. It's pretty good that way. Um, so, but yeah, again, it's, it's, it's a pretty much, this is what Victor wants to do. You want to have big attacks in there. You want to win clashes to create golds. You know, the specialization just tells you how you want to play the deck really. Um, but we just need more cards to see what, you know, what the sort of ceiling is, obviously. Um, but yeah, looks cool. And, uh, this is the art, which was on the OP announcement, just the one that we saw revealing the 1.5 million, uh, Pro Tour Circuit was this picture um, by uh, Bastian Jez. Yeah, he does really cool art. Um, we also got a couple other cards uh, revealed as well. We got a card called Boast, art by uh, Lindner, um, which is great. Um, Boast is an interesting card. So it's a blue pitch three block guardian block card. That says, this gets plus X defense while defending, where X is twice the number of clashes you've won this turn which is really really interesting uh so it basically wants you to win the clashes at instant speed or you know on block speed um so for example you would block with your test of strength before maybe win that clash create a gold token draw that draw a card or whatever uh and then later that turn if your opponent's attacking with more stuff you can block with boast and it'll get uh, you know plus two because you won the clash, right? So it'll block. Yeah. It'll be like a blue block five. Um, See, that's really bizarre, though, isn't it? Like you know, there's a couple of cards here, like boast and the other test of strength, that are block cards that care about clash, which care about power. Yep. So it's just like every just like how how do you build this? Is a this is a majestic as well? This boast. Every so single like... every single uh, clash card we've seen so far that's not the weapon has been a block card. Because the only other one we've seen is Test of Agility, and it's also a block card. By the way, this one's not playable by Victor because this is a, a Brute Warrior card, which is why I haven't mentioned it. But uh, it's also a block card. Uh, so we've only block. seen block cards and then yeah. grind Miller's Grindstone. that care about Clash. We, ha we haven't even seen an attack or a non-attack that, that, that do it. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, obviously, the Victor specialization cares about Clash, but only when you're revealing it to Clash. It's yeah. Not actual cl yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cl Clash itself. I I don't know what the the dictionary of the Clash means. Um, but is it more of like a more of like a defensive thing or an offensive thing? Clash meaning. Let's have a look. Well, clash is just like a, uh... like well, like two things like running into each other, right? Yeah. There we go. A noun for a violent confrontation. There we go. A violent confrontation. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, it's very interesting. See, we're going to see how that goes. Maybe he wants to. Maybe he wants to just block on the first cycle and then start doing his um, start winning every single clash towards the end. I don't know. It's you know, it's going to be someone's going to work it out. But obviously, it's not going to be me um, with guardian cards. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, still, still got a lot to see. Obviously, spoiler seasons in a few weeks, I believe, or maybe next next weekend. Not this weekend. Uh, it starts next starts weekend. A, yeah, about a week. Yeah, because like I mentioned at the top of the show, my spoiler video goes live in eight days, and I think mm. there's like people doing it the day before that as well. Um, yeah. So, oh, we also have another card to show as well. So there's boast, and then we also have a card that um, 
well, it doesn't really care about either of those things. It's just another pumper, but it's, it's an interesting pumper. So this is uh, a Guardian Aura. This is stacked in your favor. It's a two-drop Guardian Aura. This one only blocks two, once, once again. A lot of weird two blocks here. It says go again, and it says your attack action cards get plus three defense while defending. Uh, at the start of your turn, destroy this, draw a card, then put a card from your hand on top of your deck. So it gives you like a little filter thing. It doesn't actually just... Doesn't actually just draw you a card. It draws you a card, yeah. then you have to put a card back, um, which could be good mm -hmm. for setting up Clash. I think that's why they spoiled it with uh, Victor, because you put the card back on top of your deck, which means you can set up your Clash. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is a card that just helps fatigue, I guess, but only while it's on the field, because you you can't really block well with it because it's a two block. But once you do have it, if you, and if you have a lot of attack action cards. Well, then those are all get that plus three while blocking, which is uh, which is interesting. That's for the red. For the uh, yellow, it's a plus two block. And for the blue, it's just a just a plus one block. Um, interesting. Interesting card. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like an interesting balance with uh, the fact that you need to, uh, clashing cares about power. And a lot of the stuff we've seen so far is defensive. So it's going to be cool to see the rest of the set, see how that sort of melds together as such. But... Um, I yeah. yeah that's... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say that's that's Victor. We haven't sold him yet. Nobody knows what he's going to be doing yet. Um, but yeah, um, any hero, any hero with draw a card on it is is going to be uh, going to be seeing people's eyes light up. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people pretty hyped about Victor. Um, I actually think, in terms of limited play, he is significantly more difficult to build and play than Betsy, where like he needs like. Your deck needs these things to 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 work. Um, like you need cards that create gold because if you don't have cards that create gold, then you can't even do a second ability. And then to even make use of a second ability, you need both gold and you need to be clashing. Whereas Betsy, um, you just need a wager. That's it. And there, we've yeah. already we've seen a bunch of wager. And so you just need, hey, look, did you draft a bunch of cards with wager? There you go. You you can Betsy him and Betsy him. And Betsy, and Betsy has <laughs> like that uh, built-in evasion, um, where if you uh, wager, you can pay two, and if you do, the attack is plus one and overpower, which is which is pretty sweet. Um, so, in in terms of limited, I think Betsy is going to be most of the time. Betsy is going to be your choice for limited. Um, whereas, I think, yeah, I, think, I think I think she's going to be she's going to be the beat down because she'll be easier to get the wager effects off and. You know, get the plus two and the evasion for the extra cost, and I think Victor's probably going to be of the clashing and what we've seen so far. Maybe the defensive style deck that wants to maybe grind you out with the with the Miller's grindstone a little bit more. Well, force you to block, force you to block with cards from hand instead. Instead, um, like I mentioned, the grindstone is rare, so you have to draft it as well. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. So and, and it's a rare weapon, so it might be short printed. Um, so. I don't know how often you're actually going to get the grindstone in draft. And once you do, you're going to also need like a bunch of clash cards as well. If you're going to do, if you're going to do Victor. So I, I'm, un, I'm unsure of the grindstone in limited to, to be honest. Um, in fact, it could be actively quite bad for you uh, because you can have a weapon that keeps getting smaller because uh, it's not a, it's not a may you, you have to clash when it hits. And um, if you're playing limited, well, you could be playing against a brute or another guardian or whatever, and you just have a tiny, you just have a tiny little weak hammer. Um, yeah, I think the first time this fails, you're screwed. It sucks. Like then you're having a three cost, three attack weapon, 
with no evasion and that's just real bad um <laughs> so yeah victor i think he's very very he's gonna be very difficult to play in limited uh, in sealed good luck in draft well maybe you're able to sculpt your deck in a way that he's uh he works but um yeah i, I like i think more about limited these days than than actual constructed and i think Honestly, I think both Brutes are, are going to be quite good in, in Limited. I think Reinar is going to be... In, in my opinion, I think Reinar is going to be better in Limited. Um, whereas KO, once again, is also very deck-dependent. Um, and then for the for the Warriors... I mean, yeah, Kasai just seems super, super good. And Olympia is like... I don't know. I think the Warriors actually seem pretty easy. Kasai is probably more complicated to build in, in Limited. Whereas Olympia has a really simple ability. Um... Where you just like, yeah, you know, if you if you win a wager, you get a gold. There you go. Um, I think I think Olympia would be quite easy to uh, quite easy to build because obviously it just cares about each of your attacks when winning a wager, and a, a wager has to hit your opponent. And obviously, Warrior is obviously quite known for doing tricks in combat. So as long as you're hitting, you're creating golds. What do golds do? They you know they equate to filtering your hand, maybe doing snowbally type of effects. Uh, maybe there's payoffs for having golds in play. Um, for you know, I think there's maybe not, maybe not so much right now. But um, but yeah, I think it could be quite a snowbally warrior deck with Olympia. So we'll see how that works out. So yeah. Obviously, if you wager, you can wager. Doesn't matter what you wager. You can wager agility, might, whatever you want. If you're winning that, you're still creating another an, an extra token for your next turn that's going to go off. Uh, but then you get a gold as well, uh, as well as what you're wagering. Um, so yeah, I think Olympia is going to be quite snowbally. So I think that's probably what I would lean towards—just something that can that can have tricks and create these a lot of these token value stuff. I think Olympia might be one of my favourite ones so far out of out of the set, just because it's probably the easiest. Um, and it looks cool as hell. It's got a red cape, so it reminds me of Superman. Um, <laughs> at least on at least on the young, well, more of like a Hyperion. Uh, getting the Marvel references out now, um, sort of style look, looking character, and then obviously the actual CC prized fighter just looks proper sick as well. Um, but yeah, what what sort of heroes are you gravitating towards out of these lot? Well, yeah, uh, Kasai. So Kasai, I think yeah. is really really good. I think she might be. Hmm. I think she might be one of the best heroes in 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 the set for like constructed formats. And yeah, I think even in limited, she's like not that hard to build. Because she cares about, it says, if you've drawn a card this turn, your sword attacks cost one less to activate. And she has a once per turn action of banishing two red and two yellow cards from your graveyard. And then the next time a weapon you control hits, um, you create a gold token. So, like, that's pretty easy to make in limited. All you need is red cards and yellow cards. And you're going to be drafting a crap load of those anyway, right? Um, so it's not like a weird thing where you need to have specific cards that do specific things. You just need red cards and yellow cards. Um, doesn't even matter what they are. They can be attack actions, reactions, whatever. Um, and then her ability that says, if you've drawn a card this turn, your sword attacks cost one less. Well, that kind of feeds into her second ability of creating a gold. So if you get the gold, you can crack the gold, maybe pitching a blue, draw the card. All your swords now cost one less. I think the big thing for Kasai Limited is just finding ways to give her swords go again so, she, so you can attack with both swords. Um, because we do know yeah. that the Centauri Sabres are the token weapon for Warrior. So you can... You can double wield your Centauri Sabres. Um, I'm really interested, still, still really, really interested to see um, 
what the other weapons are because we're definitely going to be drafting weapons too which is really cool because we saw that with uh with that with that grindstone um oh yeah i wonder what other swords and stuff there are on the set but maybe some axes maybe maybe some hammer like i don't know get i i think i think i think i read somewhere that there were like there's going to be more weapons in this set than like any other set or something like i, I read somewhere oh. that there was going to be like an arsenal of weapons or something um oh, that'll be sick so I'm expecting a bunch, um, and then give so, me a hero. Give me a hero that wields a spear, and then hmm. I will. That that will be that will be. Uh, maybe I don't know. We might might see a spear in this set, but if we see a hero that wields a spear, that will probably be my next hero outside of Azalea because I just love spear wielding characters. I grew up on the Dynasty Warriors games, and Zhao Yun was one of my favorite <laughs> characters of all time. Uh, and he had a spear, um, which are you know, just just great memories of taking on thousands and thousands of enemies on a PlayStation Two. Um, but yeah, give me a give me a spear wielding warrior, and then uh, or a spear wielding character. I'll definitely play it alongside Azalea, That's for sure. I'm all about the aesthetics, me. But there we are. Yeah, hand uh, over. <laughs> yeah. So so Kasai is the hero that I'm probably most excited to play, and then. I think everyone's pretty excited to play this other one, or at least a lot of people are, and that is that is the new KO. I think KO is really really interesting. Yeah. Um, having the only one one hand is is interesting. The whole like plus one to all your attack action cards when they're not in the combat chain is interesting. And then you get you also get to create those might tokens when you discard um, six or more attack cards during your action phase. So I think he's really interesting. Um, for limited, I think Reinar is really good. Reiner was really good before in Limited in WTR Draft, and I think he will be really, really good in um, Heavy Hitters. He just has a really powerful uh, evasion effect staple onto him. Um, in Constructed, he's probably going to get better. Like I have a feeling, oh, you, I have a feeling this is going to be like the Azalea kind of deal, where out of nowhere, Reiner is just going to be really, really strong, and like he was already really annoying to play against before, so. With with the new beat chess mechanic, he's going to be even more annoying. Um, yeah, I think it's um. I think the great thing about this is the same with outsiders. Really, you know, if you're getting all of the massive brute attacks and all of that, you can go down the Rhinar route. But Ko, similar to Benji, can squeeze more value out of the attacks that aren't inherently six power because he gives you the plus one. So it's the same with Benji, right? Everyone, anyone who drafted the Katsu, the other ninja. Just gave all of the blue and yellow stuff. They, you know, they they discarded that because they knew they didn't want it for Katsu. But Benji picks picks those up because he can make them unblockable. So it's yeah. similar to Ko Ko in this scenario where Ko cares about the draft, the 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 chaff that the Reinar players don't want. So he can sort of pick those up and actually be decent because all of his stuff that's five power actually counts as six, which triggers things like beat chest, etc., which we spoke about last time. Um, so that's a nice little balancing thing that they're doing there as well. Yeah, I, I love I love these uh, six hero draft sets. Um, you have so many options. Oh, yeah. Even if you're in brute, like you said, you can go KO or you can go Reinar, and each hero wants different things, which is which is really really cool. And I think that's one of the the more important things is like each hero really does want different things. So we just mentioned Kasai and Olympia. Olympia really cares about wagering, right? Whereas Kasai, yeah. I mean, she can probably use some wager cards, but doesn't really necessarily care about wagers, so you can pick up a lot of the other stuff, maybe things that give you those those agility tokens to get go again on your weapons, make better use out of that with Kasai. 
And then the same is true for something like uh, like Betsy and Victor. Victor is pretty pretty obvious. He cares about gold and he cares about clash cards, whereas Betsy cares about wa wagering as well. So, um, yeah, I really I really really like this for draft. Um, I think this set looks really really cool for limited. Um, so I talked about my characters. Are there any other characters that you are interested in playing other than Olympia? Um, Cassai looks cool. Um, I just like the warriors. Um, but uh, yeah, Cassai seems like you want to get you want to fill up your graveyard quickly. Um, so you want to be playing a lot of cards. You want to be doing a lot of things. You know, just dumping your hand as much as you can to get those cards in the graveyard, and then starting to banish stuff away to get to get. Um, so you banish it, and then your next time your weapon hits, you get a gold. Is that right? Not, yeah, yep. yeah, it says uh, you banish two red, two yellow, and then the next time a weapon you control hits this turn, hits a hero this turn, create a gold. So it's kind of like the plunder run effect. So it doesn't have to be like, it's not like the next time you attack, that weapon gets this. It's just any time you hit it with a weapon. So you can attack with yep. one saber. If it misses, whatever, then you attack with a second saber. Then if that one hits, you got you got it. Yeah, so it's you know it's, it's 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 cool because obviously you can try and get the value as them as and when the golds come out. But if you don't want to do that, if you want to build up to the big thing at the end, you also have that game plan as well. It's funny how um, like the specialization Kasai, the old one, Blood in the Hands, does not work with this. Yeah, because it cares about gold. Uh, I think we had a I think we had a bit of a. I think we had a, a mailbag come in uh, for the Living Legends podcast that actually mentioned this as well because Kasai's old specialization doesn't work with the new with the new hero, so it's basically a dead card because Kasai's now blitz blitz LL, so she can't use you can't use that hero with that card anymore. And this Kasai cares about gold, um, so, um, so I don't know where I was where I was going with that, but um, no. but yeah, there's, there's, there's quite a few ways you can take so you can take Kasai. Um, whether it's in the moment or building up to that blood, uh, not blood on the hands, the actual combo potential and the hero ability with the with the banishing and getting gold and just going off. I mean, she has her new, her new specialization that creates uh, allies. True. So yeah, you're not going to be that. That was where I was going. I was going to, towards the new specialization, which um, I don't like, but I would like to give it a go nonetheless. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and this one it directly cares about gold. Uh, you you get X Centauri cell swords where X is the number of gold you destroy, so you can get a bunch of little bunch of bunch of jabronis. And that's and that's and that's in uh, you know in flavor of what she's doing. She's fighting in the arena to get gold so she can raise the army. So what you want to be doing is just again dumping your hand, dumping all of the cards, and then when you get to the end game, summon all of your characters to then finish it off at the end. Um, so I think that's very much the flavor that she's doing. She's fighting in the arena. She's grinding. She's getting blood on the sand. For as for as age as long as she can, the yellows and the reds, so then that she can capitalize on all of that and then get the gold to summon her her um, cell swords to win. Yeah. We'll see. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Um. And then I'll I'll be honest. I'm not like super enthusiastic about either of the, either of the guardians. Uh, Victor. Um probably lends himself more to fatigue and that is not a gameplay strategy that i particularly find enjoyable um i've already seen people call him gold him um yeah which is which is funny because like i said to actually do the things that he wants to do on his card he, at least right now what we see is like there's a lot of two blocks so i'm not sure about that if he's actually going to be like a golden thing um yeah really 
It really feels like they may, they won't, they want you to jump through a lot of hoops to to get it to work. Um, but I mean, he... well, they... oh, go ahead. go ahead. I was gonna say, or they want you to win clashes, which at the moment is hard to d- decipher how you do that if you're running cards that care about defending, which aren't attacks. Yeah, that 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 consistency might be hard to balance. So uh, yeah, we're, st- we're still yet to discover what that's going to be. So. I mean, we could we could have more cards like stacked in your favor that that put cards on top of your deck. So like, I mean, this could be like a, a theme in the set, like with Guardian, is just like cards that you draw a card and put a card from your hand on top of your deck to help you win the clashes, maybe. Um, yeah, but you know, we haven't seen too much yet at this point. Um, but it feels like since, since they spoiled this with 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 Victor Goldmain, it feels like. This is kind of like a signpost. They're like, hey, this is what you do to stack the deck, you know. Yeah. yeah. I think I think I think the main the main value that's gonna come off of the clash must be a piece of equipment. But I get I guess we'll find out. I mean, you still know information about the set that nobody else does. Bill still knows the information. All the oh, people yeah. that are out there that have spoiler cards still know these little bits of information about the set that none of us do. Um so uh um so yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what what people have got. Um, <laughs> mm, do my, I as... do I have a Clash Matters card? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, someone commented <laughs> on the last episode, and they're like, "Oh, I can't wait to see your weapon reveal, Kel." And I I just can't help but laugh. Um, I will not confirm oh. or deny that I have a weapon, but uh, I will say that previously people have guessed my spoilers, and I don't think everyone's all, almost always wrong. Um, put it that way. Um, based yeah. on, I remember when uh, I remember when you spoiled Dreadbore, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be uh, this is gonna be a, a pet for Ranger." <laughs> oh, I, nope. I, I had people think that like it's someone someone called it a spear. Um, someone said it was like uh, just an attack action. Uh, because the name Dreadbore is a is a magic card spell that kills something. Um, they're like, "Oh, it's like an oh, a, of course it is, yeah, yeah." It's like an attack action that does a bunch of damage or whatever. And nah, this is a, this is a bow, bro. Um, so I will say my cards, my card is actually like probably like really good and you probably will run it in your decks for the class that it is for, or maybe it's a generic. Oh, I don't know. Oh, look at that. Wow. (laughs) You heard it here first. This card is good and you run it in your decks. (laughs) It actually is. It actually is good though. Um, nice. It's like almost boringly good. It's just like, yep. That's a good card. Um, now we'll, we'll we'll talk about it when the time comes. Eight yeah, more days. Um, well, at the time, well, yeah. when this gets published, it'll be seven more days. Seven days. Seven days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, absolutely. But um, uh, yeah, that's uh, those are the, the spoiler cards <laughs> that uh, we're going to talk <laughs> about today. Yeah. Did you say? Did you did you say what heroes you were looking forward to doing? Yeah, yeah. Apart I, from... Yeah, so it was basically Kasai and yeah. least, so in constructed, I guess I, I guess I should say this differently. In constructed, um Ko and Kasai, and if I'm being honest, I'm probably only gonna build Kasai. I might build Ko, he could be interesting. Um but honestly, I'm not gonna be buying as much of this set as I normally do. Uh, maybe like one or two cases, and then just singles after that, and I mean, I have all the cards leading up to this point, but with the pull rates as they are now, I just don't see a point to buying a lot of sealed. Um, so yeah. I'm just going to be buying 
singles after after a couple cases. Um, I think at least a couple cases, maybe maybe one, maybe two. I don't know yet. Will help me get like the commons and the rares, and then after that, I'll pick a hero or if I want to build something out of that. And to be honest, most of the sealed that I or most of the product that I'm going to be playing with is going to be used for limited. Um, uh, I mentioned it before, but I really want to do a ultimate pit fight uh, sealed with some friends on stream. Like maybe if yeah. as as is interested, get Ian, get get Bill, maybe even get like uh, DM Armada or something. I think it'd be really fun. Um, yeah, well, I'm a, I'm definitely a tick box for that. So whenever that happens, just uh, just let me know, and I'll be on I'll be on for it. Um, yeah, I want to plan it sometime after I'm back from Japan, so sometime in mid February probably. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, it's really just for me. It's really just Ko and Kasai for constructed, and then for limited, I think I think they're all interesting to be honest. And limited for limited. It'll be dependent on what I draft, but I'm down to play all of them. I am a big fan of Reinar in in draft. Uh, Victor seems kind of interesting in limited. We'll see how it works out. Uh, Betsy seems pretty solid in limited. Uh, Olympia even could be cool if you if you end up with a ton of wager and like gold payoffs. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm actually really really excited for limited more than anything else for this set. For constructed, I'm like you know none of these heroes, none of these classes are my main classes, so I'm just kind of like. Hmm. That's just kind of like the thing with flesh and blood, but for limited, that's where I get excited, and that's where uh, this looks interesting. So yeah, I'm really, I'm really interested to play this like limited and sealed. Um, so I'm going to be playing in a calling as well as a few like ravenous rabble promo events uh, in Hartford. So I'm going to be playing a lot of limited and sealed with this. So I can't wait to test it out. But yeah, Olympia is the one that I probably want to play the most. Um, because I just love the fact it's it's when it's when he wins any wager he gets a gold. Um, yeah. The first time the first time each turn you win a wager. No, it's not even uh, each turn. It's just the first time your attack wins a wager, create a gold. So you can actually do it multiple times in a turn, just not multiple times in the same attack. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I just like I just like the fact of building up similar to Azalea. There's lots of tokens like inertia, blood rot, blah blah blah. You know, it feels like he's going to be able to snowball the same sort of way where he can just have lots of different uh, tokens out that then crack and just do multiple things and just give your opponent a lot of things to think about, especially with the fact, combined with the fact that he's a warrior, means he's going to be able to trick your opponent as well and you're going to be able to get this value out of them, maybe force some blocks here and there and play mind games as well as accrue tokens value. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing with... Olympia, yeah. Um, but yeah, they all look quite cool. We'll see what the draft. We'll see what the limited sealed pools give me, and go from there. But um, yeah, might just smack some people with Betsy because Betsy looks like she's got a big totem pole thing to smack people with, right? Yeah, in she's got <laughs> she's got like in the art, but also in the concept art that uh, Lindner showed on on his uh, socials. She's holding like a the big the big totem thing. Reminds me of like. Uh, Warcraft three, yeah. the the Torrens, like you get the Torrent chieftains, and they they just have the big, just the big totem that they Massive. smash things with. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really, yeah. really, 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 really high on Kasai. Like, like they printed, she has cost reduction and card advantage built into her hero, without having any parasitic mechanics. Like she doesn't care about clash or 
or whatever. She just needs you need red and you need yellow. That's it. Um, I think Kasai is like legitimately really good. Um, like for constructed formats, I think she's very very strong. So yeah, so, uh, so I guess that's true. Like uh, Kasai is the only one apart, obviously apart from Reinar, that yeah. uh, can well, can work uh, can work with cards from outside the set. Uh, K -K KO too. Like both both brutes don't really care much about the the set mechanics. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so the brutes, but yeah, like Victor cares about clashing. Betsy mm -hmm. cares about wager. Olympia also cares about wager. So you have three yeah. three of the six that really really care about cards, like the mechanic from the set, and three that uh, are more generic. The funny part is, is the three. That uh, are more generic are the or the re the the returning heroes, you know, Rhino, Rhinar, Ko, and uh, Kasai, mm -hmm. um, are the ones that are more generically good, and then the ones that have the more parasitic mechanics are the new heroes, which I think is kind of funny. Um, yeah. So do you, do you think we're gonna eventually sort of move away from just generic support for heroes? Do you reckon they're eventually gonna when they Living Legend like the Bravo Living Legends, etc. We're just going to have guardians that only work with their specific mechanics. Do you think they're going to start sort of printing heroes that don't care about the generic guardian cards and maybe want to go more of a sort of synergistic route with their, you know, with the with the conversation we had last week, really, with you know the fact that every hero can be different to each other and not sort of necessarily rely on the the card pool that they have access to. They want to access their own their own thing rather than just generically good stuff. Do you think that's going to be the way we go? Well, if heavy hitters is any indication, I think it will be a mix because, yeah. like I said, here we have a mix of three and three. We have three that really care about the the mechanics from the set, and then we have three that don't that you can use with anything, right? Um, and I I feel that this might be the direction that they go to 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 balance it a little bit. So you have like your just your generically good heroes, and then you have your super hyper specific heroes. Um, yeah. And I mean that could be a way to to go, just in general. Um, I have a feeling that the generically strong heroes are probably end up going to be going to be better in the long run. But I don't know. We'll have to see. Maybe maybe the the hyper specific ones can be strong in that they print really powerful things that are like only great for those heroes. So like, for example, if they print a really, really powerful wager uh, attack for warriors, then, then maybe Olympia becomes like better um, or, or whatever, you know? So yeah, I think, I think they could do, um, I think they're going to be doing a mix of mix of both. It, it really feels like. Um, and honestly, when I was, when I'm looking at the set, you see a lot of people talking about like the powering down of flesh and blood and that kind of stuff. Um, and I can see that for some of the heroes. So like Olympia and Betsy, but then I see other heroes like Kasai and Ko, and maybe even a little bit of Victor that they feel, they don't necessarily feel power down to me. I'm just going to say they, they, they don't, especially like I said, Kasai who has built in cost reduction and built in card advantage. Um, and, you know, we've had the, the most busted heroes in the game have been heroes that have been able to cheat uh, action point equity, um, like uh, yeah. like Chain. Well, we'll see if uh, heroes that cheat cost equity 
um, can be can be busted as well. So, I, I don't yeah, know. and it's a yeah. That's what I mean. It's a, it's an, uh, it's a it's a cost reduction which you know comes into play just by you playing the normal game because you're putting cards into your graveyard by playing the normal warrior strategy. Um, but then also having your cost reduction on a turn which could really matter by banishing those cards away. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be good. And obviously that fuels the rest of our cards also with the Centauri yeah. stuff and whatever is coming. I mean, and also, like, there's other ways to, to, to go ham. So, like, with Kasai, it just says if you've drawn a card this turn, your sort of tax costs one less to play. So, like, yeah. if you cash in... You know, if you if you get a gold and you play cash in, well, then now you have, you draw two cards and then all your sword attacks cost one less. Also, if you're attacking with one sword and you play something like um, what is it, Glint, Glint the Quicksilver, um, yeah. and then you draw a card from it, then your next sword attack costs one less to play, um, or one less to attack with. So there's like a lot of things you can do with Kasai that aren't just like relying heavily on her second ability. I think. She's pretty pretty flexible in that, and like just being able to create the gold token is like super super good with with like I said with with Cashin. And I also want to point this out now. Hey everyone, if you don't own a playset of Cashins and you care about any of the heroes from this set, you should probably buy a playset of Cashins because I think they're going to be like really good in Kasai, obviously really good in Olympia, a really good in Victor who also cares about making gold, really good in Betsy. Well. Not, not maybe not as much because she cares about more about wagering, but you know, if you care about any of the warriors for sure, um, maybe maybe go buy your cashins because they're like insane. So, yeah, yeah, pretty worth, pretty worth it. Yeah, just get a, now. just get a pot of greed that has go again, like <laughs> for free. It's pretty good. Just, uh, uh, just realize, just realize as well. Um, there's another card as well called Starting Stake. Which was revealed, right? It's a zero cost yellow. Yeah. which says if I mentioned if you control it earlier, no gold. Yeah, yeah. Create a gold token, draw a card of Victor. Um, yeah, I just, I just I just typed in gold token just to see what comes up. Yeah, I actually mentioned this a little bit earlier this episode when when I was first talking about Victor. The problem is with starting stake is it doesn't have go again, and it's not an instant. It's just an action. So oh, yeah. you would just you would create a gold and then arsenal the card and pass because you can't do anything with it. Um, but you do set yourself up for gold for future turns, um, and it's a block three, which isn't which isn't terrible. Um, yeah, I still card... want to know what if there's a crown of dominion, um, crown of dominion situation there. But I guess you equip things before the game, so I'm not sure whether that's uh, whether that's turn related or not. Uh, one of the cards that uh, we kind of gloss over a little bit because it was one of the first cards revealed is a card called Double Down, which is a guardian warrior card. It's a two-cost uh, action with go again, three block. It's red pitch. Don't know the rarity because all I have is the token version, but I would guess majestic. But it says, you may, you may destroy a gold you control rather than pay this cost. The next attack that wagers this turn gets plus three and overpower. And if a hero would create one or more tokens from a wager this turn, instead they create that many plus one of those tokens. Um, oh, that's an, that's an Olympia. That's an Olympia situation. That's the, what I... <laughs> I can't wait to play it. The uh, best part about this card is that it says if a hero would create one or more gold from a wager. So if you lose the wager, your opponent yeah. gets the bonus instead, which I think is is so good. Oh, that's why it's so sick in Warrior, because you can combat trick also. I mean, yeah, this, really this also gives you plus three and overpower as well. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, all of these little mind games and these little token generators and the wages between you and your opponent, whether you're going to hit, whether, you, whether you're not going to hit, it's just such a quality little mini game to have in a limited and sealed environment, I think. It's going to be quality to play. Yeah. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be good. Limited looks like a, like a ton of fun. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Look forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So that's that's our little talk about heavy hitters today. Um, curious to know what a yeah. lot of folks think about heavy hitters in the uh, comments, because I do think the set, for me personally, is the most interesting flesh and blood set since Outsiders, because I really wasn't all that into Dust Till Dawn. The angels were very pretty, right. but other than that, I couldn't care less about any of the commons or rares. Like seriously, like I can't, I could I could barely name any of them. Um, so, and then, yeah. uh, bright lights is really fun to do crack shuffle play. Um, but other than that, I'm like, I think, I think the heroes are pretty interesting, but, um, nothing, nothing that really got me excited, but heavy hitters, at least for limited looks super, super fun. And I'm very much looking forward to playing it. So yeah. Curious yeah. To know what other people think. Yeah. Let us know what your thoughts are and what's been uh, what's been spoiled so far. But yeah, this time next week we'll be getting closer and closer to the spoiler weekend, which obviously you sir have a uh, spoiler card for, um, which will be interesting to see whether it uh, sort of touches on what we've said today or not. But um, generically good is what you what you've revealed so far. So that's all we need to know. It's <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I I can't good. say too much about it. It's, they didn't give me anything crazy, like a you know. Obviously, I don't have a hero because all the heroes are spoiled. Uh, it really yeah. looks like they were trying to get bigger. Um, how do I how do I say this? Bigger uh, channel isn't the right word. Entities to to do the spoiler video, the spoilers this time. Other than Arsenal Pass, which they gave Reinar to Hayden, who had you know <laughs> won won a calling with Reinar, so that makes sense. Uh, but other than that, it was just like they gave it to to very large entities. They gave it to like you know IGN, Prof, mm -hmm. uh, TCG players, the one who spoiled Victor Goldmain, um, yeah. and so we still have we still have all the legendaries though. Um, no one spoiled the legendary oh, yet. That's right. No one spoiled yeah. the legendary yet. Uh, I'm not gonna say whether or not my card is a legendary or not, um, but. It's still it's it's pretty good, put it that way. That's pretty good. Yeah. Can you can you reveal who the artist is or not? Sure, yeah. Um I here. I, do I have it on my phone? Let me see. <laughs> I have it in a file. Hey, let me pull it up. Putting them on the spot, yeah. Um uh, let's see. Go to my flesh and blood folder. Go into Oh, I don't have it in here. And this is where this is where the audience see the reflection of the card in your glasses, and then yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I was already thinking about that. Don't worry, don't worry about it. Here, you know what? I can even look, look at that. There we are. Take off my glasses. Now my face looks weird. Take one off too. There we go. The glasses are coming off, and we are barefaced. The artist is Ina Wong. Ooh. The art looks really, really good, by the way. 
got to be a wife two cards, surely. Mm. <laughs> not saying, uh, not saying there saying isn't, nothing. but I'm not not saying it either. Fantastic. Um, but yeah, it's it's yeah, a so. it's a cool one. Um, uh, spoiler season will be very really interesting. Um, and um, can't wait for uh, this set to just make Bravo even stronger. <laughs> Uh, I mean, have we seen, I don't know, have we seen, like, stuff that cares about, you know, we think Bravo would run any of the cards that we've seen so far? I don't know. Is it well, all wager stuff, isn't it, mostly? Well, yeah, I, th I think that's the thing. I think they ha they front-loaded us with a lot of the set, like, the core set mechanics, and there's probably going to be some, like, just regularly good Warrior, Guardian, Guardian. and Brute cards. There's probably, like, some Majestics that are just, like, good for all of them. Like, yeah, maybe. Like, for all the heroes. Um, yeah, I would not be surprised be because, like, we'll if we look at the Majestics so far, it's like Warrior Majestics. We got like, you know, Kasai specialization and a Olympia specialization, and that's it. So, I would not be surprised if we got some sweet uh, Majestics and uh, yeah. you know, legendaries and stuff. So. Well, even though like how good like rares and stuff are on the set as well, you know, like. Um... Just like generic warrior stuff like Blade Runner and that sort of stuff, you know, that yeah, that 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 stuff can make so much of a difference as well to existing decks that you know that exist at the moment. So we'll see what happens with that, but um, we'll yeah. see, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, with, with that said, did we have anything else on the docket? I don't remember. Um, uh, I, put a que I put a question on here, uh, with regards to does LSS decide the meta? Because they're the ones ultimately that are deciding uh, what the cards are. They've obviously got the expansion slot now, so they can sort of slip things in as and when um, they want to with regards to the expansion slot. But the brand, the sort of brand new mechanics, can, as we discussed last time, really influence what's going on with um, with the sort of meta at large and what people are playing. Because some of these heroes are so unique that there'll be there'll be times and places where you might want to run. Uh, Victor, because he clashes and wins against all the other heroes out there, and can suddenly get much more value out of um, out of those sort of interactions that might necessarily happen if it's not there. So I think the unique heroes coming out is obviously a double-edged sword, but um, I just can't wait to see how how it influences these you know these micro metas going forward and how people adjust to it. Because again, if you think about a year or so down the line with all of these unique heroes coming out. It just gives you more opportunity to just win something or see these weird stories come out where Betsy makes it to a top eight because nobody cared about wager. Nobody really took that into consideration, um, which in which in turn could then create people, you know, make people deck build in a way which has to which has to evaluate every single hero because it might show up and kick your ass if it, if you if you come into it. Um, it's going to get to that point where so many heroes all doing different things with different card pools that are, may or may not be tailored to what set they were released in. Um, so, yeah, I think that could inherently increase variance as time goes on. So um, that, was a that was a massive, massive load of shit that came out of my mouth then. But there we go. <laughs> well, I mean, like, we <laughs> are fault. supposedly getting, like, what was the number? Like 16 or something new heroes this year. I don't know. Those kind of like pe sayings, like 
you know, you overhear James White or whatever say that kind of stuff. It's hard to like evaluate that specifically because did does that include like the Reinar reprint? Like is the reprint Reinar included in the 16 or not? Did he mean yeah. like 16 new heroes or 16 just heroes printed total? So it's, it's hard That's to it. it's hard to say what that exactly is. But in any case, if heavy hitters is any indication, we have five brand new heroes from heavy hitters, both an adult and uh, and in, in their young version. And so if that's true for every set this year, then that's a lot of heroes. And by the end of the year, by the end of 2024, we'll have like just a crap load of heroes more to choose from. And I think that's just a good thing in, in general for flesh and blood. Um, yeah. And um, yeah. Well, I mean, though, when you have, when you have so many unique heroes out there, does that influence deck building as a whole? Because you have to think about the possibility of to running into some degree to some degree. I'm going to say to some degree, um, yeah, it's just, because it a very, very open-ended thing. when I compare it to high level, um, non-rotating competitive magic, the gathering, which has magnitudes, bigger card pool, like, yeah, unfathomably bigger card pool, tens of hundreds of thousands of cards. I think it's like tens of thousands of cards. Um, compared to Flesh still and Blood, there's still a few yeah. a few decks circulating, right? Yeah, yeah. There, there's the decks that are like just the best decks, and that's just kind of like how it is. But you right. know, you can be open with a, a little bit. Um, the way I don't want to get into talk about Magic because the way Magic's going, new cards tend to be more powerful than old cards, with some uh, notable exceptions. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I think to some degree, yes, but also to some degree, no. Uh, I think the, the the best decks will just rise to the top, um, and you'll have those, and then you'll have your 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 little rogue decks here and there that try to do their own thing, but um, might struggle against you know the S tier decks that are that are just pervasive in the formats like your Bravos these days. Yeah, that's that, that's what I, that's what I don't know whether I'd love for it. I'd love for it to happen. You know, optimal world. You know, you you just go into a tournament with your favorite hero, and because there's so many other heroes out there, you just have weird and wonderful matchups, and it's all a varied, diverse pool of heroes fighting each other to then find the top eight. But that's not the case, is it? With this game, there's always people figuring out the best it's... three decks and meta gaming and all this. Yeah, Flesh and Blood is such a game that it's like nuts and bolts by the numbers. And I think they're trying to move away from this a little bit and add more variance. I mean, we, we've known that Brian Gottlieb has mentioned that before that they, he thinks there needs to be more variance. Um, so I think these, unique, but like, that's what I think these unique abilities are though, is the variance. Maybe I, I think yeah. he might mean variance in like mechanics. Um, yeah. But so like, so here, so okay. I don't. I hesitate to bring other card games into the into the discussion, but uh, one of the card games that I've been spending a lot of time with because I'm doing casting coverage for it in in Japan, in in Tokyo, is Shadowverse Evolve. And currently in Shadowverse Evolve for the Japanese version, literally every single class in that game is equally competitive in the meta. I just saw part uh, a pie chart that was shared by uh, a YouTuber uh, called Different Fight. And literally every single class, almost exactly equal in the competitive meta. And it's just like, just looks so fantastic. And he's, he said it was, it's been like that for the last two sets. Um, yeah. 
So like, I don't think we'll ever have that in flesh and blood is what is what I'm trying to get at. I don't think we're ever going to be in a situation where all like 12 or whatever classes are equally competitive. Um, I just don't think flesh and blood is a game that's designed that way. Um, and I think it's also a game that is so like nuts and bolts by the numbers that it's going to be really, really difficult to, um, to balance, to balance it like that. I think a lot of people like in an ideal world would like that to happen, but I don't think that's realistic. And I think James White even tweeted something similar to that. And he's like, I think he he says something like the the sooner that people uh, accept the fact that not every hero is competitive, uh, the, the better. Um, I think he was saying that in relation to the living legend format, but I think that kind of applies to a lot of, a lot of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's good. That's, that's good in a way because it opens up weird and wonderful formats where you can play strange characters. Um, but, um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here in regards to what they're designing because they're clearly designing heroes that are very sort of very much so tied up in their set that they were released in. Um, going forward and then reprinting characters that already existed that are getting support with these new stuff that's coming out so yeah, but yeah very very excited just to, to play it and um i'm gonna be uh gonna be at an, at an event on the weekend it uh it releases so it's gonna be gonna be quite good quite hyped um so for all, i can't wait to... for all the weebs out there oh, i pulled up the pie chart because <laughs> i have it on my twitter Here's the here's the pie chart of all the classes that are that are equally represented. The tiny little sliver that you see is the is the collab set, so it's not even the an actual class. But you see all, all six of the other ones are like almost even, which is you love to see it. And I would like to note you might be like, oh, that's just for a smaller sample size. No, 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 my friend. Uh Shadowverse Evolved Japanese has much bigger tournaments than Flesh and Blood. They have between one and two thousand people regularly. So uh Yeah. Very, I think, very diverse. I think when, uh, yeah, I think when the um, when the Japanese product for Flesh and Blood hits Japan, that's going to be that's going to be a big thing for them, isn't it? I think it's coming coming this year, isn't it? Later on, perhaps. Hopefully, yeah, maybe. Uh, we we do know that Heavy Hitters does not have the Japanese translation, uh, no. so we'll have to see if the future sets do. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, we're we're pretty much in the Arsenal step now, so we can speak about what we want. There's no uh, there's no limit on this, I think. Oh, sh- I was gonna grab. I forgot it downstairs. So I, I was gonna bring something for the Arsenal step, but I don't. I don't. I don't have it to show off to people anyway. All right. So I was gonna bring uh, something that Robin. No, it, I'll just talk about <laughs> it. It was something that uh, Robin got me for Christmas. Um, that I think some people out there would be super keen on, and other people would be like, whatever. Uh, and that is, I really like tabletop RPGs like Dungeons and Dragons. And I also really Mm. like other versions of tabletop RPGs that aren't Dungeons and Dragons. Like I am a big fan of cyberpunk red. Um, Mm. I really want to get vampire, the masquerade. I've never uh, actually, I played video games of vampire, but I've never actually played the TTRPG, TTRPG vampire. Um, Robin bought me the legend of the five rings TTRPG. Um, nice. there's two versions of it. There's one that uses its own mechanics and then one that uses like fifth edition D and D mechanics. And the one that she got me is the fifth edition D and D version. So it's a little bit easier to translate if you're familiar with D and D and it is rad as hell. The book is super cool. goes really in depth on all of the clans, minor clans, the world of Rokugan, like everything. It looks so cool. I don't know nice. if I, if I will ever play it, if I can rope people into playing it with me. 
but it looks <laughs> rad as hell. And um, I just want more Legend of the Five Rings. Is was kind of what I'm getting at. Um, if I could, if I could see any game get a reboot, like any TCG to get a reboot, L5R is what I would want, and I would be so into that. Like into in, immediately, I'd be into it. So that's my little arsenal step pining for L5R. Even though I own like a, I have a crap load of sealed, old L5R behind me. Yeah, you um, sent me a um, you sent me a Mantis deck, I think. Yeah. A while back. Yep. I that's for, I've, I've still got that. That was from a sealed brick, uh, that had like two of each yeah. of all the decks that came in. It gave you that one. I gave Bill the Scorpion one, I think. Um, I think so. Yeah. 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 So love L five R. Love the setting. Um, and uh, yeah, been, been kind of like flipping through that book a little bit recently. Uh, yeah, that's a good thing about. TT, TTRPG books, you can just flick through and just read, you know, not necessarily the mechanics, but all of the sort of other other parts of the you know, there's normally in a TTRPG book, there's loads of background, there's loads of things you can delve into, like lore-wise and, you know, you can really get entrenched in a game even though you're not playing it it's it's a weird feeling, like there's so many D&D books out there, I've got quite a few um, especially recently as well, I've got quite a few, because Baldur's Gate sort of put me on the path of oh, I want, might want to explore uh, Dungeons and Dragons again, and I started writing a campaign for something which I got quite far into doing, which I'm still yet to launch, um, or to try and launch at least. Um, but yeah, yeah, TTRPGs are great. Absolutely, lo- absolutely love them. Um, but um, but yeah, Arsenal step for me tomorrow. Actually, when we normally record the podcast, I'm actually going to go and see Bring Me the Horizon um, at nice. Cardiff, Cardiff Motorport, Motorpoint Arena. Haven't seen them in like eight years. I think the last time I saw them, they were playing like proper heavy, heavy stuff back in 2013. Um, I think I think I last saw them at Reading Festival, which was when they were playing like second and third albums, which are more heavier than what they're playing now. But um, they've really recently released a new song, which I haven't listened to yet, called Cool Aid. But I haven't I haven't listened to it yet, so I think they're probably going to play that tomorrow. Um, but um, but yeah, so I'm going to be going to a gig. Nice. Um, trying to trying to trying, trying to make more live music shows this year because uh, yeah, I went went to a few recently. It just sort of got me back into got, got me back into listening to music a lot. Um, and yeah, I just want to try and go to more live gigs this year if possible. So yeah, that's pretty much it really. I'm playing a lot of Baldur's Gate again. Um, <laughs> just. Loving my uh, my new character, which I'm actually going to be getting a new mascot for Going and Gaming. So I've got a new piece of art that I'm going to be getting done for Going and Gaming in general, which is basically a a tiefling warrior type character, um, which I've shown you a bit of a preview of the sort of sketches for the first idea for that. Yeah, it looks good. So it's going to be uh, going to be pretty cool. Um, so watch out for that. But yeah, I'm playing a, a tiefling warrior in Boulder's Gate again, and I've actually gotten to I discovered the bloody which I didn't I didn't didn't find this on my first playthrough the circus I don't even know what? that on my first you didn't find the circus <laughs> no I, I walked straight past it on my first playthrough and now I'm discovering a bloody circus yeah dude like, wow, there's there's some sick. like there's a bunch of stuff in there there's yeah. bro uh, okay I don't want to spoil it but you might miss it again there's a gin there and that's right yeah the wheel gin the wheel genie yeah. That one. Um, yeah. 
there's there's some stuff with that guy. I'm not going to spoil exactly what it is. Maybe I could tell you off screen if you'd like to know. But uh, if you do the right things, you could go on a little side adventure and, and end up with a legendary weapon. Let's put it that way. Um, right. Okay. So so when I so when I confronted him, I mean viewers, you know viewers, if you played Baldur's Gate, if you haven't, you know, turn it off now. But you know we're in that territory. But um, I I uh, I got turned into a wheel of cheese uh, yeah. when I. <laughs> <laughs> my character turned into a wheel of cheese by um because because he's cheating he's cheating on the wheel isn't he he's cheating he's doing the wrong things he's cheating yeah. on the wheel he's cheating yeah um but then yeah. I, I didn't i didn't get any further than that he just turned into a wheel of cheese and i just got out of there basically oh yeah i mean like i mean he's cheating so like maybe yeah. uh maybe you get your buddy astari on there and maybe you sneak up behind him and maybe you steal whatever is in his pockets that he's cheating with, and then you cheat him. Maybe you do that. Ah, uh, I see. Okay, yeah. I keep forgetting that, you know, you can pickpocket people as well. Yeah. That's completely... That's a thing that I don't really do much of. Astarion's in my... start. He's in my party this time, where he wasn't last time. And he's just... He's actually a very good damage dealer with his dual-wielding daggers. He's actually a very good damage dealer. And he can, like sprint like so far because he's got like cunning actions and all of that like D D 5e stuff you can with us you know with rogues and assassins you can just be anywhere at any time basically yeah they are very good like yeah i have uh I, i've been playing a little bit more it's just act three is so dense and i do everything um but like yeah i have carlock and my my team is like my character which is a wizard then i have carlock uh astarian and uh shadowheart and they feel like the typical roles, you know, healer, uh, tank, and, uh, you know, roguey, roguey dude. And um, my Carlock, she has Aspect of the Elk or something, which gives everyone additional movement. And so yeah. my, my squad yeah. just moves so far. Like, and then I almost everyone yeah. has, like, some sort of teleport or something, like Misty Step Boots and other, like, other crap. Oh, yeah. So it's like yeah. nothing, nothing can escape everything must must meet their fate um yeah. it's another weird thing as well is that i um also another thing i discovered on this playthrough was actually using the illicit powers oh and yeah make, making your characters partly ceremorphosis where they go through the stage of ceremorphosis because they inhale the tadpoles i was just like holy crap i haven't done any of this yeah, uh, I, and, so, I, and suddenly all my all my characters are like turning, their eyes are turning black, and you know, they're I got I got a wall to do it. I got which just, just oh went, no, oh no, just went round, just went round the camp and started feeding people the worms, and they're all like, <laughs> they're all fucking loving it. It's I, great. Uh. I have twenty one worms, but I haven't used any of them. Uh, oh, they're, they're funny. I was like, I could funny. make my characters more powerful, but I already find my playthrough. I'm not playing on like the hardcore mode. <laughs> Uh, so I'm already finding my playthrough like kind of kind of easy. I just wreck everything. Um, yeah. So I'm just like, ah, I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna try to. I'm I'm gonna try to make it out of this. You know, my characters alive. I don't want them to turn into mind flayers. Um, That's right. So, yeah. Yeah. That's what I was like on my first playthrough. Though. I was like, you know, Azalea, Shadow Heart. They need to be, you know, as beautiful as possible. I don't want any tentacles coming out of anything. You know, I'm not gonna be messing around with those tadpoles. Uh, and now on the second playthrough, I'm just like, yeah, let's do it. All power. Um, My, yeah, that's just great fun. I still do like some chaotic shit though, because like 
I got to the yeah. part in in the the city of Baldur's Gate in the cemetery, and there's this kid like weeping over her dead brother, and she's trying to do magic to bring him back to life. And then my character's a wizard, and I, I had options, and my my <laughs> I did the option that was like Arcana check. Hey kid, I can tell you how to I can tell you how to uh, raise the raise the dead. Here you go. And then my character like just told her how to raise dead, and the kid the kid oh my god the kid brilliant. the kid raised her brother and a bunch of other things as zombies, and then was like <laughs> ran away uh, scared. Uh, so I do I, do I sometimes do stuff like that too. I was just uh, like, you okay? Let me show let me show you how to let me show you some real necromancy. Um, oh, that's yeah. so funny. It's just like you know, you see these things through the through your playthroughs as well, like these weird like holes and stuff that you can't get into because your character's too big. Oh. If you create like a if you create like a halfling or a gnome or something, I imagine you'll be able to get through those holes. Um, smaller. I don't know about that, but what I can do is I can I am a wizard and I have ability called like turn to mist, and if I turn to mist, I can get through them. Oh yeah, I don't think of that either. Yeah, yeah so I've got like a couple of scrolls of gaseous form. And yeah, stuff. yep, yep, that. Misty, uh, yeah. no, yeah, yeah, Gash Swarm. There's another one too, but yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't. Game's so good. The ones that I've gone into, I, I kind of stopped going into them. Uh, they just, they just offer like shortcut kind of, kind of things. Um, yeah. Oh, there is one in the. Oh, you know what? Maybe I will. There is one in the in the the crypts that I that I could have gone into, but mm. yeah, well. <laughs> But yeah, overall, that. just yeah, just loving that game. Could speak about it all day and all night because there's so much stuff you can do on it. Um, but um, but yeah, that's it really for the Arsenal step for me. Yeah, mine. I've just been really, really busy. Like I have almost an overwhelming amount of things that I'm doing. Um, I have yeah. I had to write it all down, which I normally don't. And so, like, let's see. That's a good I, thing, though, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. my my flesh and blood spoilers on the sixteenth. I'm leaving for the Shadowverse LCQ on the nineteenth. Then I'm leaving for Shadowverse Worlds in Japan on. Uh, I wrote February first, but it's actually the day before February first on here. Um, so I have those coming up. I also have my uh, Universes Cowboy Bebop and Trigun starter deck review on the twelfth, which is only in a couple days. Um, and then I have like uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. I have thirteen video ideas written down as well. Um, nice. And there's another thing that I'm forgetting about too. Oh right, um, there's some some grim grim path stuff I have planned. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna be doing like an interview with him. We might be des designing a character, designing a card together. Um, yeah, and then uh, in addition to all that, I've been finally starting what I've called Project Red Zone. Project Red Zone. I actually have a working title for it, but I'm I'm not sure if I'm going to go with that yet, so I'm not going to say what it is. And essentially, I'm going to make a whole video about this over on my Patreon. Um, but essentially, Project Red Zone is me finalizing all of the characters' personalities and looks for all of the original characters that have been made over the last couple of years, and then potentially putting them into something more substantial in the future. So what I've done the past uh, week is I've wrote down all characters, Katsumi Veya, Etoile, villain, and a new character called Sukiko, uh, or Sukiko, 
And um, I wrote down their personalities. I wrote down their, their class, like their fantasy style class. I wrote down their connections to each other and their weapons. And I wrote, I wrote a whole bunch of lore about the characters. And then I'm going to get an artist to draw their official looks um, for all the characters. I already talked to the artist. It's going to be anime style. You could probably guess the artist. Um, awesome. And uh, I have this idea for a world and idea for all of this stuff. So I'm actually just doing it. And so this is step one is solidifying all the characters, personalities and looks and world. And then maybe in the future, we turn it into something else. Um, I have been yeah. thinking about a, a game, not a TCG. No, that's going to be everyone's first thing. Oh, is a TCG? No, not a TCG. Um, but, uh, I have been thinking about it and, uh, maybe we make that into a thing someday, but the first step is to get all the characters looks. And I want to, I want to make them all like iconic in their own way. Uh, because I still have some folks who are like, who see the stuff and they're like, Oh, who's that? Or like, I don't know who that is. Is that from this game? And I'm like, no, it's one of my original characters. So I want to be like, these are the characters, these are the looks. And I want to make them like iconic so people know what they are so that's yeah that's another big thing that i've been doing recently um and, yeah uh, that's one that's one thing i personally can get lost in for absolutely ages is just world building like you know when i started doing the tabletop rpg things and you know this 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 character that i've got for my new stuff is uh is one that was spawned out of that you know world building is just one of those things you can get lost in you know, and you've got all the assets for it. You've already made your characters. It's just, it's just putting them into something. Uh, whereas I do it in reverse. I do the world first, but everyone works different ways. Um, yeah. But it's one of those, it's one of those things that once you get lost in it, you just get lost in it. Um, I, when you start building the world, it's it's crazy. It's good I, stuff. Good I have a, a, an idea that I think is really cool for a world, uh, and, and setting, that I yeah. that I think is really cool. Um. And these these are the five those are the five original or the initial characters. I also want to do three more male characters. So those first five are all female characters. I want to do three more male characters. I kind of want to do the inverse that a lot of things normally do. They usually most things usually have like a bunch of male characters and then like a couple female characters. I'm gonna do like the inverse. And I have ideas for the three the three male characters as well. And so when I when I if if and when I do a thing, it'll it'll have eight characters total. Um, and um, I'm gonna swap up a little little things some some of the things will be pretty standard um but for example etoile um she's not like a huge buff lady but she uses massive massive weapons she has huge great swords and great axes and hammers and stuff um and so she's she's kind of that uh you know smaller girl but like really strong for some reason like my example is like she could could punch a (laughs) hole through a wall but she doesn't look like it like, like she could um yeah and then and then for like the the male characters i have some some ideas here and there like one of the ideas is like um like a a gunslinger but he's the he's the priest like he's he's the healer um but he's like a like a like a gunslinger kind of thing um also he fires healing bullets at people or does he no he shoots them you mean he shoots them but he can also like do holy magic and stuff that's um, funny. Kind of a little bit inspired by Wolfwood from Trigon, but not exactly. I have, I have, a, I have a different kind of take that I want to do do for that. Um, okay. Then I want to do like a like a fist fighter type character, and I'm not I'm unsure the oh no uh, the other, other character is going to be Vanoith. So actually, yeah, I already know the the other it's going to be Vanoith. But anyway, yeah. so 
I've been doing a lot of that. And uh, now that I've thoroughly bored everyone, <laughs> we could probably wrap it up. Um, yeah, well, that's what I mean. You just get lost in it, can't you? It's nice to it's nice to show that passion just you know exists outside of just you know for this podcast. You know, passion exists outside of flesh and blood too, and it should for everybody. Really, you shouldn't put all of your eggs into just fab. You should explore other things and do other hobbies and yeah create in other ways and experience life in other ways you shouldn't just be doing one thing and that's what i think we do the best is uh a bit of everything so uh yeah that's it really yeah but um yeah i'd say that's pretty much about it after the half an hour arsenal step yeah you know whatever par for the course i guess um, hell you know this is gonna ha- this you know this is gonna last for ages yeah we don't have we don't have bit we don't have Bill sort of trying to lead us train track us to the end. Yeah, <laughs> the, the thing is though, actually, I got I got errands to do today. So because uh, today's a, not not normally the day we we record on, so I got to go to the post office, and uh, I'm gonna take Robin out to dinner tonight. Um, I'm not sure where we're gonna go, but we're gonna go to like a restaurant or something. And uh, yeah, good. yeah, yeah. So so I can go do that. Uh, we'll wrap it up. Um, yeah. I have been Kel, also known as Red Zone Rogue, joined by my buddy Az. Az, where can everyone find you? Uh, yeah, so I'm going in gaming on YouTube and then going in gaming AZ on uh, Twitter. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it really. I'm going to be uh, going to be going to the calling in Hartford, uh, not anytime soon. It's a few weeks time, so that's going to be my next my next load of videos it's going to come out around about that time. Just a typical going in gaming, getting pissed in you in the United States situation. Um, Nice. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, that'll all be out on there. So, good fun. Excellent. And then everyone can find me over at Red Zone Rogue on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all the same. Um, and uh, yeah, there's. I don't know if I'm gonna do it yet. There's one minor thing that I was gonna mention. Um, my, yeah. I, I have a, I have a second. Well, I have, a, I have a bunch of extra channels, but I have a second magic channel or a second channel that that's dedicated to magic, and I have been debating whether or not I want to make content for it. I don't know if I have time. Is the thing, um, yeah, because I wanted to talk about some of the things that have been going on, but I don't know. Oh, the, the AI art stuff, all that stuff. Maybe if you go search for uh, Red Zone MTG, you can go follow that too. But uh, be warned, I might not upload to it, so we'll see. <laughs> We'll see. Um, so yeah. hes- hesitant to, to tell people to go look there if I don't actually upload there, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, but in any case, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening and or watching. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you again next week for more Flesh and Blood and also random shenanigans. That's right. And uh, Banish Zone again. Thanks for sponsoring this episode of the channel as well and uh, on the podcast. Mm on yes. Red Zone Rogue's channel. And uh, yeah, the Heavy Hitters pre-release will be on the uh, January 27th. And obviously tickets can be bought for that on the website now. So it's all been revamped. But you would have heard about that already at the very, very start. Uh, yep. But um, thanks again for doing that. Good stuff. Yeah, links down below, uh, either in the description or in the show notes. So definitely check them out. Um, and uh, yeah. thanks again. Cheers See you later, everyone. Bye-bye. Had a few beers today. Lucky Buddha was one of the ones I had. Look at this bottle. It's quite cool. Oh, you can't see it. It's green screened. Never mind.